Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Cannabis Tech Talks. You're chopping it up with Chuck. I'm the editor-in-chief of Cannabis and Tech Today, and we are coming to you from MJ Biz 2022. We gotta give a shout out to our sponsor, PolyScience, as well as Summit Research, and our friends here at MJ Biz for letting us set up shop. But we always bring you great guests, and today is no different. We have today a very special guest, and we're gonna talk about everyone's favorite subject, law. So I'm proud to introduce Neil, Juneja, you got it from Gleam Law. Welcome, Neil. Absolutely, thank you for having me, Jeff. Yeah, dude, yeah. it's my pleasure. So, what, uh, what's going on, man? What are you doing here at MJ Biz? I mean, we're selling law. You want to buy some law? I we have a dime bag of law. law. I don't know if I can afford <laughs> law, but I definitely need law. Yeah, we're a cannabis law firm. We uh -huh. started at the first shops in Washington, uh, and we basically are an end-to-end -end solution from anything from trademarks, litigation, patents. Yeah. Uh, to administrative law, we even have a banking department, so we represent all the credit unions or a number of the credit unions to take cannabis cash. Wow. So this is probably an, a pretty important thing for uh, companies in the cannabis space because they have to kind of like, you know, there's a lot of regulation and there's a lot of things that they got to deal with. They should have good, they should have good law, right? Absolutely. Better on the front side than the back side. Yeah. And what I like to say is, uh, would you rather have a guardrail? Or an ambulance waiting for you at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that makes a ton of sense. So what are you seeing right now? What's what's going on in the space? You know, what are people coming to you for a lot? What, uh, you know, how are you fulfilling their needs? It really depends on what state they're in right now. So okay. if you look at the, the older states, Washington, California, Oregon, uh, Colorado, people are going out of business. There's consolidation. The price per pounds are going down so far. Even Michigan is becoming more very yeah. I mean, as far as the market. Then you have the East Coast, New York, New Jersey are just getting massive influx of cash. They're going to be hyper competitive. And then there's going to be a lot of people going out of business eventually. But the consumer is served. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. And uh, it's interesting to see, uh, like, New York, that's going to be a massive market. It really is. It yeah. really is. It's interesting, though, when we go legal federally, all of their indoor grows are just not going to be cost competitive versus Humboldt. Yeah. Or Columbia. So what about the what about the gray market or the legacy market, right? I mean, those guys need legal help too, right? Yeah, I mean, stay out of trouble or maybe go legit. Yeah, is what we'd recommend. I like to say that we're there to help people make money. Yeah, not get them out of jail. Right, right, right. You're not that kind of lawyer. Oh, I would hope not. Yeah. Plus, I might be in the cell next to him. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> so, uh, how did you get into this? What what made uh, what made you decide to get into cannabis? I avoided it so hard. I come from a cannabis culture like most of us do. I yeah. grew up with this. So I go to law school, I get a physics degree, I'm a patent attorney, and everybody tells me, you've got to do this cannabis thing. I'm like, you know, it's still black market, people are going yeah. to jail. I, I want to be a patent attorney. I want to be a, a professional. Yeah. And then I ended up representing the first shop that opened in Seattle. I'm on CNN that morning. I'm in Newsweek. I'm in Time Magazine. You can't avoid your fate. Yeah. Everything in my life built to this, no matter what, you just can't get off the path destined for you. That's true. And I love it. I mean, you're here at MJ Biz. These are the greatest people. Yeah. You know, I used to do dot-com events. You go to them on a Monday, can't wait to get the hell out of there. Yeah. Our <laughs> cannabis events are on weekends, and we just want to hang out with each other all night. Yeah, yeah. It's, no, you're right. It's definitely a vibe, and I think what's really cool is everybody's got a personal story with the plant. You know, like everybody's got something that that brought them into this industry, and it's like you said, not always planned. Sometimes it just kind of 
pulls yeah. you in. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is the most fun area. And it's funny, growing up, these old hippies said, this plant, it's a miracle cure. It can do so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Hey, they're right. They, who they, knew? They kind of were. You're right. And even me, as an advocate for the plant and somebody who, you know, enjoyed consuming, uh, you know, like like uh, in college and, you know, like like in my, my early 20s, you know, me and my friends, we, we would smoke. You know, I would hear the people like, oh, it does everything. It does all this. And I'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. But you're right. They were right. Absolutely. It's better than pharmaceuticals. It really is. <laughs> it creates jobs. It's freaking helping people. I'm a veteran, and it's a big, big deal for veterans to be able to have access to cannabis as opposed to, you know, some of the stuff they give them at the VA that's got side effects or it's addictive or, you know, we got a problem with veterans and suicide. Some of the pills they give them at the VA, literally one of the side effects is may cause suicide. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like the drug you want to take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... No, I think it's cool, man. We're like at a crossroads right now. And, um, you know, so tell me, what, where do you think, uh, what, what are you seeing kind of going into the future? You know, what do you think is going to be next for the industry? Do you think federal legalization is going to happen soon? I really don't. I think we're going to have 50 legal states. Yeah. I mean, we don't have the political willpower to pull it off. Biden. We don't have the political willpower to do shit. No, no. Like, they can't even don't. agree on anything. They can't agree on the color of the sky. How are they going to agree on cannabis? It, they're not. It's just never going to happen. I mean, safe banking should pass, but I don't you think see so. That passing no, no no i mean it should oh yeah like yeah, it would be yeah, great yeah. if it would yeah <laughs> but yeah. it's they not even, even pass the pact act to give veterans benefits from burn pits that's how dysfunctional our government is and then you see like australia canada you know germany like all these other places like they're getting with the program uh yeah it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out because i don't think biden I don't think he's really a fan of it. I think that he's kind of, his people have told him, hey, you got to do this. But I still think he's he's old school and he's like the dare mentality uh, that this is a gateway. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, like, it's I don't so have any stupid. inside information. It's just my hunch. Well, I mean, in a lifetime politician, he's got to be bought and sold by the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. And they are the biggest stop on this. That yeah. and the stigma of it's bad. Just say no, of course. Uh, but they are the biggest stop on this because it just eliminates the need for so many pharmaceuticals. Yes, yes. I mean, literally firsthand, my grandma, she just passed a little while ago, but she used to be on so many different medications. They were all interacting. She was like whacked out of her gourd, you know what I mean, from all that stuff. And she was able, and she thought it was cool too. She was taking CBD and it got her off certain yeah. things. And, and I thought it was just great, you know, that this is my grandma. She's like, you know, 75 years old. And she thought it was cool that she was, she was using cannabis to get off <laughs> other drugs. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've got my parents on weed so far as well. And, you know, growing up, they'd catch me with <laughs> cannabis. They'd be like, what are you doing, son? Yeah. You will never make a living on the weed. So I like to remind my mom every time, hey, look at me now, mom. Yeah, right? Isn't that great? They used to beat our ass for smoking weed, and now we're getting them on the weed. Absolutely. That's great, dude. That's, that's freaking awesome. Um, so, yeah, so what else uh, What else have you seen here? Has there been anything that's that's been exciting uh, here at the show? I mean, have you got a chance to walk around, check everything out? I mean, there's this undercurtain here of the next legalization psilocybin we it just got passed in colorado it's yeah. getting legal in oregon it's decriminalized a number of places yeah things are happening you think that's the next big thing it, well it's not going to be the same this is an industry right mushrooms i just don't even see you requiring much of a production facility anybody yeah. can grow them you can grow enough in this booth literally grow shit state. yeah yeah <laughs> or i mean <laughs> well uh, probably not the ones we're eating <laughs> i would hope not yeah, yeah yeah wait wait i'm not claiming i eat them yeah I'm just yeah yeah but yeah shrooms shrooms is going to be big some people have told me they think it'll be uh, eventually a bigger industry than cannabis 
I don't see it as an industry at all, really. Yeah. You know, it's more of just something that's going to help people. Yeah. But I just, I really don't see, like, cultivation's so huge in cannabis. Yeah. Retail, consumption. Mushrooms aren't something you eat a large quantity of daily right. or even microdose. It's so easy to grow. I don't think there's any money in production. There will be the healthcare, but I think it's more of a benefit to society than yeah. it is a huge conference of all of these suppliers with huge machinery. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's interesting. So it's 2022, about to be 2023. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> and we are we are living in this time where experts are going, wow, we think that mushrooms might help with depression and mm. mushrooms might help with this. And they're, and they're like, and we think that MDMA might actually help make <laughs> you happy. And it's like, yeah, no shit. That stuff's been around forever, and they're just now going, hey, maybe there's some medical benefits to <laughs> The ravers had it right. right. Ketamine clinics, everything you saw at the <laughs> rave in the 90s is now actually good for you. So so, so medical <laughs> medical science is like, we think maybe ecstasy might make you a little happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah real happy. <laughs> and they're just now figuring this out. It's it's a weird time. It's a, it's cool. I'm, I'm glad to see it, but it also feels like, you know, the same thing with cannabis, right? Shit's been here forever. Yeah. It's a plant. And now they're like just now being like, oh. Oh, maybe there's some medical benefits. It's it's strange. Oh, it's so great though. 130 cannabinoids. I'm hearing about new cannabinoids here, yeah. like THCL. Yeah. I haven't heard about before. We're just learning about this. Yeah. You know, it used to always just be breathe the plant for high THC and they're secondary metabolites. So we were eliminating the terpene profiles, the other cannabinoids to do that. Now that they're reevaluating it, we can grow hemp with other types of THC, yeah. other types of CBD, other types of cannabinoids that we they all have a purpose and they're all in our nervous system. Right. But I mean, even didn't they just discover the endocannabinoid system like like 20 years ago or something? Yeah. And it somehow is in most life forms from 300 yes. million years ago. Yeah. It's just this plant happens to trigger those same things. It's just fantastic. It's super cool. Yeah. And like back in the day, I guess they, uh, you know, hemp was a big part of everything. You know, they grew hemp. They used it for, you know, rope and clothes and, you know, things like that. And then the cows, you know, would eat the, uh, the biomass and then it would come through in the milk and so you know what I mean like it was part of our it was part of our diet it was part of our life and then for like a hundred years we were like this is the worst thing ever and, and you'll go to jail if you even touch it <laughs> and now here we are so I, I just I think it's super cool but it's also just ironic you know that it was literally demonized around the world too not just in the US yeah what well, was the US's fault yeah we pushed that worldwide we sure did yeah yeah, it turns out we're a bunch of assholes. Bunch of assholes. Can I say I'm that just, on this? Yes, yes. This is an adult <laughs> podcast. You can All say right. that. <laughs> oh man. So what's so what do you got going on next year? What's uh what's 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 up for 2023 for Gleam Law for for Neil? I mean, a lot of companies are going out, so there's a lot of litigation, but there's also a lot of states coming up. So we're working a lot on branding. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of trademark work, a lot of patent work. Yeah. A lot of innovation is happening and a lot of brand building. So that's been a lot of work and that's a lot of fun. Can, 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 is it true cannabis companies can't declare bankruptcy? Uh, that is true. It's federal protection. So most states have what's called receivership. Okay. Which is effectively state-based bankruptcy under okay. state law. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I just uh, you know it's 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 a tough it's a tough market, but you know people in the cannabis industry, I think you would agree, they're resilient. You know they're resourceful too. I mean it's a, it's a culture of fighters. Yes, you know they were yes. fighting the man during yeah. black market for generations. Yeah, it's the same thing. We all have that in us in this industry. And when have we seen a industry go from underground to above ground before our eyes? Like I don't think it's ever happened. Yeah, not that I can think. I mean, of. I mean. 
gambling, right? Sports betting oh, to, yeah, uh, to an extent, right? Because that used to be you get in big trouble. I used to have to go through my bookie, you know, it's like that. <laughs> now you can just get an app and you can download, you know. So so sports betting, I think, is is one. Um, you know, obviously there's crypto and blockchain and NFTs. I bought a, I bought a freaking cartoon of a goat for 600 bucks. Uh, how's probably that going? Worth, it's probably worth about six right now. Uh, I saw that like Justin Bieber had like a bored ape, uh, uh, that was like 1.9 million and he's lost like 90% of his value. So, okay, we're learning, you know, about, about those things, but no, I, it's a really, really unique time where we're seeing, uh, yeah, something that was completely underground coming like this and not just here around the world. Absolutely, absolutely. It's so nice to see each country pop open yeah. and go legal. Yeah. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Don't you feel like if everybody just like smoked a joint, we could solve more problems, there'd be less wars, there would be, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we'd have to replace our leaders since they are all assholes too. Yeah, yeah. I kind of think that they should have in Congress before they... <laughs> Before they vote, they should have a smoke sesh. I mean, I want to see those octogenarians hitting it. I want to see. I want to see five footers on the floor. I want to see Republicans lighting Democrats bowls in Chuck's future world. It's never going to happen. You don't think? I don't know, man. I don't know. I I, did, I do wish though that we could get together and work on stuff. And I think that you know, if uh, if we did. We can help more people. We can make more money. We can cut out a lot of, uh, you know, the bullshit these industries have to deal with. And at the end of the day, isn't government supposed to work for the people? Are in they? Theory. Really? Well, in theory. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they work for the people that put money in their pocket. And that actually is a big problem is that there's not a lot of money in cannabis lobbying. You know, that's we do have lobbying, but it's not as much as big tobacco, oh, big pharma. I Think mean, about it. That's what makes everything have, happen. Like, we don't have co-ops we don't right. we're so fractured we're not yeah. really one voice yeah even in washington so i'm in seattle we have lobbying groups trying to limit the number of stores because they own the stores yeah and then you have the cultivators we call them producers lobbying on the other side trying to expand it to consumers so they can sell more product or yeah. get it to more hands so we are fractured we're against ourselves we're infighting um because i mean everybody's seeking the money you're trying to say solvent instead of and uh Goodwill, you know, uh, good for society yeah. items. Well, I mean, they, they, we're the only industry that's like, tax us, please. And they're like, okay, stop taxing us. <laughs> and, and, you know, you also have to think about the fact that some of the rules are like super arbitrary. Like, you know, uh, when Florida first came online uh, for medical, you couldn't have edibles. So edibles wasn't even on the table. Now I think they've got edibles, but it's like these arbitrary rules. Like I was thinking about this the other day. I go to the store, I pick up a 12 pack of beer. I could have got two 12 packs of beer. I could have got four 12 packs of beer. I probably could have got six 12 packs of beer and no one would say anything. I might need help getting it to my car, but we have a limit that you can only buy so much cannabis. That is pretty ridiculous as well. I mean, I guess it's the trafficking thing. Maybe you're taking it out of state, but yeah. it, it is a ridiculous concept. It is. I, I think the other one too is that uh, you cannot have cannabis with alcohol. Now, I don't mean like, you know, in the same product, although... That would probably be awesome. Uh, you know, like, I think that if you want beverages to work, you have to be able to go to a bar and you have to say, I want a, you know, cannabis-infused beer. I don't want to have alcohol. But they don't want these two things together at the same place, even though... I Why mean, not? some of these beverages take more than 20 minutes to become bioavailable and effective. So yeah. you slam a couple 10-milligram drinks 
and then you, you drink a couple would get shots too, of tequila. You think people would get too Who whacked out? Who does not hit a joint after being drunk and yes. get the spins or worse? Yes. So, I mean, until people realize what cannabis does in mixtures, until... I think we got to ease into it. Yeah, we've got entire uh, subset of the culture, soccer moms or what have you, that are just trying cannabis. Yeah. Our parents, you know? Yeah. So, I think it's going to be stepping stones. Yeah. But I think, it, I think it will happen. Do you think that we'll have... In 10 years, do you, <laughs> I, was, I was talking to a vet the other day. Do you think in 10 years you'll have it where if you're in the military, you can smoke off duty? Yes, you absolutely. So? And I mean, you've got to look at what is active versus not active. So yeah. in Washington, they do blood tests for active cannabis. Yeah. So they can tell if you're under the influence within a few hours versus the other day. So I think once it's legal oh, federally, oh, why not? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, sure, why not? And, and you know, that's a good question. So do they have effective, like basically you know, blood alcohol testers if they're in the field where they can see if you're actually impaired or, you know, maybe you, you have THC in your blood because you smoked the day before. Um, they do through blood tests. The problem is, is we don't know how quickly it decreases. Right. So if you're a habitual smoker, it may still be active 10 yeah. hours, 12 hours yeah. later, and you're perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know. interesting. Yeah. As far well, as uh, the bar issue, you got to look at how cannabis got legalized. We first did a foot in the door theory. We showed it was medical yeah. as opposed to recreational. So you don't want to mix it with alcohol conceptually or tobacco because we're saying, look, this is required for patients. Yeah. And then it becomes adult use. And we haven't and then shifted they go, from oh, that. tricked us. Yeah, well, totally. <laughs> we, ha we had to get in somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, yeah, we did. <laughs> no, that's crazy. So, so uh, you know, we got to wrap it up here. Mm. But um, do you got any tips or advice for people that are watching? Maybe like some, uh, you know, tips from a legal expert uh, that, that maybe they didn't think of or any like little hacks or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I do uh, quite a bit of brand protection. I would have to say the main thing is people wonder what they should protect, when they should protect it. The first dollar you spend on marketing is the day you want to go protect your brand with state and federal law, with trademark protection. Otherwise, a year down the line, somebody can make you change it. They can sue you for infringement. And now you got to start all over with a new brand, teaching yeah. your customers who you are, uh, what the quality of your product is, uh, generate a new uh, reputation. Yeah. So that's really the biggest tip we give people. Dude, we, when we launched a couple years ago, we launched the, uh, the Emerge Virtual Cannabis Conference, and I feel like we went through, obviously we should have went through Gleam Law. Well, clearly. But we went to like LegalZoom or something like that, and they wouldn't let us put in. I think we spent like 600 bucks or something like that to try to get a, a copyright on, uh, on Emerge Virtual Cannabis mm, Conference. A trademark. And, yeah, trademark, thank mm. you. And they wouldn't let us do it because it was cannabis. Also, if LegalZoom was so good, why don't they trademark their own name? They go to a big firm like us. Yeah. Well, we're not a big firm. <laughs> we're a nice family run, yeah. uh, cuddly law firm yeah. that'll help you along. But Pacific uh, Northwest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're in 10 states. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but um, yeah, they hire other law firms to do their own trademarks because they know they suck. Yeah. So, uh, oh, that, don't sue me, LegalZoom, please. It, uh, uh, disclaimer. But is that a thing? You can't trademark cannabis? There's ways to do certain things. Yeah. Um, so you can get some protection to enforce it. There's some uh, carve-outs in the Controlled Substances Act that work as well. Okay. To point other lawyers in the right direction. It's not that hard to find them. Yeah. Um, it just varies. You know, uh, for instance, full-spectrum hemp oil can usually be protected, but CBD can't due to the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act if it's for food, drinks, pet foods, uh, those types of things, but not if it's CBD motor oil. Wow. 
Which is really good for your car, I hear. I bet it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, Neil, let everybody know who's listening, how they can get a hold of you, if they're, if they're interested in maybe some, you know, uh, legal services. What's what's the best way to get Yeah, so Neil Janaja at Gleam Law, like the Gleam Your Eye Law.com. Or if you can't remember that, just type in assholeattorney.com, and that also goes to us. <laughs> also, assholelawyer.com. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. That's Check it out. awesome. <laughs> Okay, we have to leave on that note because it's not going to get any better. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Cannabis Tech Talks. You've been chopping it up with Chuck and Neil here at MJ Biz. Make sure you check out Gleam Law. Also, big shout out to our sponsor, PolyScience Summit Research. Those guys are the ones that keep the lights on around here and our friends at MJ Biz. And last but not least, make sure you download CBD TV on your Roku, your streaming device, your Apple TV, whatever you've got, um, or you can actually access it right on your phone. It's CBD TV. Us. We'll have great content like this. We've got stuff from Emerge. We've got uh, the So High Game Show. So we're building up content. And by the way, if you've got a show you want on CBD TV, reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll be back next time. Uh, go ahead, hit the like button, subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Hey, hello. I'm Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. Wait, you didn't think people would know who I am? Durachill. Uh, this is Durachill. This is Durachill. This is Durachill. No. Hey, I don't talk like that. You want me to sell this? Buy it. Try Durachill or else. If you want something really nice in your laboratory, buy Durachill. You can't go wrong. This show was produced by Cannabis Tech Today and Pretty Easy Podcasts. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com now if you're looking to get professional production help on your own podcast at an affordable rate. Pretty Easy Podcasts, making podcasting pretty easy.